Shalom, and welcome to the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations weekly Torah commentary series. I'm Rabbi Stuart Dowerman from Mahavatsio Messianic Synagogue in Santa Monica, California. This week we're discussing Parashat Chukat Balak. Our text begins in Bamidbar, the Book of Numbers, chapter 22. In this week's parasha, we meet the pagan prophet Bil'am, hired by Balak, king of Moab, to come and curse Israel, because Balak has heard concerning Bil'am, he whom you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. But Bil'am warns Balak's messengers who come to hire him that no matter how much they pay him, he can only say what Adonai puts in his mouth. On the way to the rendezvous with Balak, Bilam's donkey stops in its tracks three times, finally pressing Bilam's leg against the wall of a vineyard. When Bilam beats the donkey, God, quote, opens the donkey's mouth, end quote, gives her the power of speech, in a rather comical interchange that results in Bilam's recognizing that the angel of Adonai is barring his way. Why this strange story? In part, it is a setup for the grand prophecies that are to follow, mapping out the destiny and majesty of God's chosen nation. Torah is telling us that the God who could speak truth through the mouth of a donkey can also speak true prophecy about his chosen people through the mouth of a pagan prophet. Bil'am blesses Israel four times. First blessing. How am I to curse those whom God has not cursed? How am I to denounce those whom Adonai has not denounced? From the top of the rocks I see them, from the hills I behold them. Yes, a people that will dwell alone and not think itself one of the nations. Who has counted the dust of Yaakov or numbered the ashes of Israel? May I die as a righteous die. May my end be like theirs. Numbers 23, verse 8 to 10. Here we see Israel as a unique people who shall not be numbered with the nations, a blessed people with a holy destiny, a people whom God has not cursed, but blessed. Historically, how have the Jews stood out as a differentiated people? Second blessing. No one has seen guilt in Yaakov or perceived perversity in Israel. Adonai their God is with them and acclaimed as king among them. God, who brought them out of Egypt, gives them the strength of a wild ox. Thus, one can't put a spell on Yaakov. No magic will work against Israel. It can now be said of Yaakov and Israel, What is this that God has done? Here is a people rising up like a lioness, like a lion he rears himself up. He will not lie down till he eats up the prey and drinks the blood of the slain. Numbers 23 verse 21 to 24. Here we see Israel as the heirs of God's promises, a people strengthened by God, mighty and formidable, protected from occult powers. How has demonic power been unleashed on this people throughout our history? Third blessing. How lovely are your tents, Yaakov, your encampments, Israel, they spread out like valleys, like gardens by the riverside, like succulent aloes planted by Adonai, like cedar trees next to the water. 
Water will flow from their branches. Their seed will have water aplenty. Their king will be higher than Agag, and his kingdom lifted high. God, who brought them out of Egypt, gives them the strength of a wild ox. They will devour the nations opposing them, break their bones, pierce them with their arrows. When they lie down, they crouch like a lion or like a lioness. Who dares to rouse it? Blessed be all who bless you. Cursed be all who curse you. Numbers chapter 24, verse 5 to 9. Here again, Israel is mighty, strong, formidable against its foes. But in addition, it is fruitful, blessed, and a blessing to all that bless them, while all who curse them will themselves be cursed. How has Israel been a blessing to the world and a curse to those who would curse them? Fourth blessing. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not soon. A star will step forth from Yaakov. A scepter will arise from Israel to crush the corners of Moab and destroy all descendants of Shet. His enemies will be his possessions, Edom and Seir, possessions. Israel will do valiantly. Numbers chapter 24, verse 17 to 18. Here we see the consummating means of God's purposes for Israel, the Messiah. He will be Israel's protector and vindicator against her enemies. The nations that plundered Israel will themselves be plundered, and Israel protected by the might of God and the instrumentality of his Messiah. In what ways has the church from among the nations lost touch with how the Messiah remains Israel's protector? and warrior king. Our Haftarah, Micah chapter 5 verse 6 to chapter 6 verse 8, adds some not-to-be-missed color as we read of, quote, the remnant of Yaakov, end quote, being victor over her enemies like a lion one dares not rouse up. We read of the purification of the descendants of Jacob from all their idolatry and spiritual corruption, we read a synopsis of the saving acts of God in bringing Israel out of Egypt and of his determination to bless Israel despite her own stumblings. And in the end, what Adonai requires of us is to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God. And just a few verses before this, we read of the instrumentality of all this blessing, the Messiah of whom it is written, but you Bethlehem near Ephrat, so small among the clans of Yehudah, out of you will come forth to me the future ruler of Israel, whose origins are far in the past, back in ancient times. Micah chapter 5, verse 1, 2. This one, the one called Bethlehemi, the Bethlehemite in our Shabbat prayer Lechadodi, is the one through whom these culminating blessings come over Israel. Yeshua is the ultimate guarantor that the people of Israel, and with them the church from among the nations, will at the end of all things be blessed and not cursed. Even a donkey knows that. Now you do, too. This is Rabbi Stuart Dowerman signing off and wishing you Shabbat Shalom.
For more commentaries like this one, visit umjc.org slash commentaries.